Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where two friends sit down to talk about music for a little bit. My name's Scott, I'm here with my good friend Brand. Brand, how are you today? I'm good, I wanted to come in with a, like a vibrato, but I I can't pull that off. <laughs> I wanted to. Be, I wanted to be Mandy Patinkin in this thing, and it just was not going to happen. Not happening. Nah. Oh, for those of you who might not know, this week is draft week, and we are tackling some Broadway musical soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. We we tentatively kind of talked about it at the end of the last episode, and I I, I think I still have some questions. On, yeah. <laughs> on on what's acceptable in this, but I sure. have a I have a list either way for okay. what is acceptable and what may fight you may fight me on here. And gotcha. There. Well, I mean, the reason we're doing it is because this week the Tony Awards are being awarded to to those who have excelled in their categories. I, I will say I don't have anything on my list that is up for a Tony. Me neither. There, there's nothing <laughs> new from this year on my list. I looked up what was new and I know nothing. Yeah. None of it. But you and I have listened to musicals in the past. I like musicals. I'm a fan. Me too. I'm a big fan of film and of Broadway and off Broadway. We've talked about it in our personal lives at quite a length previously. I, I had a struggle with musicals for years. Like I think musicals, the songs, and mm-hmm. this will come up at some point later because we are going to do a Disney musical draft at some point. Disney oh, yeah. movie draft thing. Sure are. The songs of those used to be my least favorite parts of those. Like, I just... Oh, okay. Yeah. They really didn't do anything. Lion King may have been the only one that, like, I liked the songs. Like, mm-hmm. before that, I was just like, okay, come on, Cinderella. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a good one because I don't remember many songs from Cinderella, but... I mean, I remember the... The mice singing Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. Does that count as a song, though? I, I don't know. I'd have to check the soundtrack. And then even once I got into musicals, and you'll see this with my list and what, I, what I'm going to take, probably. There was a transition from what is considered like your classic Broadway show tunes type of sound. Sure. That I wasn't for because it just seemed almost like campy. And, mm-hmm. and I was into the more alternative musical type stuff, which... Sure. I then had to like reason in my head that it wasn't pandering because you get a lot of that sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. But realistically, the thing that brought me into the, the, the Broadway were probably the jukebox musicals, which are right. The I know songs, the music that we all know made into a show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say what any of them are right now in case they're going to get picked, but I was also not sure if we could take a, bro- a, a yeah. jukebox musical because there was a bit of an argument that they, the songs needed to be original to the show. Was that an argument between you and I? I think so because it oh, was I didn't a, think it, it was. It was about I think the the way that it started because we're not going to take Lion King, so we can talk about Lion King. Yeah, we can talk about Lion. The way well, the, comp- the only reason we said that not that one was because Lion King is a part of our Disney draft. But That's what I, I said. But then I thought we also said something like, "Well, because they made more songs for the show, it's not exactly like a direct port oh, from the movie." But yeah. I, Put it this way, there may I'm a jukebox musical may pop up in mind, but I don't have it on my list. But depending on I, how I feel, it may pop up. 
I don't have a problem with that. The, okay. the, like I said, the only reason I I was hesitant with Lion King is because it would, you know, would be on our Disney draft. But and I mean, I, if I've never seen the Lion King Broadway show, but neither I'm assuming I. it's fairly the same. It's fairly close. I would imagine because there is a ton of music in the Disney movie Lion King. Yeah, and Matthew Broderick is old Simba. Didn't know that forever. Yeah, I knew that. You didn't, didn't know that? Didn't know it was Matt, Matthew Broderick forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I have some notes for like what makes Broadway and some Tony Award notes if we're going to get into that before we uh, before we draft. Yeah, I'm ready for you to tell me the history of Broadway with names that you're going to struggle with. <laughs> Absolutely we'll see. ready for that. We'll see. Uh, Broadway theater or Broadway are the theatrical performances presented in the 41 professional theaters each with 500 or more seats located in the theater district and the Lincoln Center along Broadway in Midtown Manhattan, New York City. So Broadway refers to just large theaters. Broadway and London's West End together represent the highest commercial level of live theater in the English-speaking world. So New York and London, those are the big ones. That checks out. Which I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because that's where the that's where the shows premiere, and then usually tour. If it's, if it's a big enough show, the original cast will tour, but usually it's a touring cast. They recast and get yeah, they yeah. While the thoroughfare is eponymous with the district and its collection of forty-one theaters, only three of the theaters are located on Broadway itself. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't either. Namely, the Broadway Theater, the Palace Theater, and the Winter Garden Theater. Those are the only ones that are physically on broadway that's crazy out of 41 i've never been to new york city proper i'd have never either so like i've always thought like broadway yeah it's just it's just one strip of road like one one <laughs> right. it's, it's it's one block and it's all the all, the, all theaters all there all theaters yeah. are there yeah no uh my friend andy uh his wife laurel uh emily's best friend and their daughter cat went to new york where cat went to like a broadway school program where she learned like uh how you go and kind of like try out for shows and they taught her like dancing and singing and blocking with other people and stuff it was a mm -hmm. really really good experience for her she does a lot of like community theater and she's amazing honestly the term off broadway I will get into that. Make, makes me think that, yeah, because all the other ones are on Broadway. So this is off Broadway. But I guess it would just, based off the context that you're giving me already, I'm yeah. going to say off Broadway means it's a smaller theater. Correct. It's not, it's not 500 plus or whatever. Yep. While exceptions exist, the term Broadway theater is generally reserved for venues with a seating capacity of at least 500 people. Smaller theaters in New York are referred to as off Broadway. While very small venues with fewer than 100 seats are called off-off-Broadway, a term that can also apply to non-commercial or avant-garde theater or productions held outside of traditional theater venues. So anything between 500 and 100 seats is off-Broadway. There, there is an argument I have for it because I always thought there was one theater that was considered off Broadway, and I just looked up its capacity, and it's it exceeds a thousand. Oh wow! So I don't know, but it, it goes. It's a particular musical that this that the theater's even in like the zeitgeist about. So we, we sure. can talk about that when we get there because I'm sure it'll get taken. That's it for my Broadway notes. So we played rock paper scissors before we, we got did that. Hit, yes, we did, and I won. You did, and I had told you that I'm not sure if I wanted the first pick. Yeah, that's that's something I kind of my whole like, honestly, everything I picked, I kind of planned as I wasn't going to get the first. <laughs> so like now that I have it now, I, you're dumbstruck. You just don't know what to do because like I, what I have written down excluded the things that I thought you were going to take for the most. Part. OK, sure. But now that I have the first pick it, then the things that are on my list that I kind of want a lot. Mm -hmm. I might miss out on one or two of them because I can get this other these other things. Yeah. But for value alone, I guess, because I have the first pick, I, I guess I have to do it. We already mentioned the man a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to take Hamilton. I knew first. it was going to be the first pick. Yeah. I didn't even re-listen to Hamilton this week. Neither did I. If I'm, I know if it's I'm so being well. honest, like it's... Uh, it's been around so long. I think I need a little bit of a break. Like I need a little bit of a break from <laughs> Hamilton. 
Although I did have somebody recently tell me they didn't even know it was rapping. Really? Which was strange to me because I was like, that's kind of the way it was pushed forever. It was, oh my God, it's a it rap, was the, it's a like rap the musical. Rap type musical, yeah. So I'll take Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ugh. This also comes into the the thing where I always thought the Richard Rogers Theater was off-Broadway. Mm. I thought it was called off-Broadway. I thought that was the whole reason Hamilton was like a big deal. It was like, oh, it's an off-Broadway show. It was off-Broadway, yeah. The Richard Rogers Theater has a capacity of like 1300 seats is that right it doesn't even look like that because i'm pretty sure that's where it was filmed also i was gonna say it doesn't like what i've seen of it doesn't look like it's that big also i didn't know until i don't know five minutes ago that i think richard rogers might be the first he got oh okay (laughs) if not he's an early one because it looked like it was it, it looked like it was early sure but hamilton i mean it it blew across this country and just kept growing and growing and growing for years. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, I think that's the first musical that you and I got into together. I'd say so. And then I, I still bitch about the the size of the vinyl compilation. <laughs> it's, I, it's gigantic. I don't like the way it sits on the shelf. I don't like the way it looks. I love it. I needed it, though. I needed it when it came yeah. out. I was like, I need that. Yeah. I got it as a Father's Day gift from Emily and Lucas because I wouldn't stop listening to the damn thing. Yeah, I love it. I do. I love it. I can also acknowledge, though, that like if you are just a hip hop head, you don't even like musicals. It might not be for you. Like it's Maybe not, not. But it's I not mean, like that Guns kind of hip hop. That one's just impressive. The cabinet battles where they make them freestyle great. battles is great. Yeah. yeah. As somebody who loves hip hop and somebody who loves american history to a point mm-hmm. just history in general yeah it it was outstanding i loved i loved what he did it i mean it shot yeah. Lin Real miranda to the root to the ceiling i mean and not oh, only oh, that i almost said sh- another another musical i'm not saying yeah it shot hamilton up there like alexander yeah. hamilton literally was being forgotten by history <laughs> to yes. the point where they were going to take him off the what was he a ten dollar bill the 20 no andrew jackson's on the 20 yeah i think it's the 10 they were going to yeah. take him off the $10 bill and replace him with somebody. But then like, it's, it's crazy because the musical blew up and I like, I instantly heard that discussion dropped. Like nobody mentioned it. It's like it immediately again. shifted to Jackson. They're like, we got to get this guy off the 20. Yeah. We're like, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was wild because I remember that being a thing. And then all of a sudden, the musical blew up and never once have I heard anybody talk about getting Hamilton off the bill anymore. I want to, I want to look up real quick when this premiered because I was in pretty early, like aware of it, but I didn't Mm -hmm. get super heavy into it until it was like, you could actively find. I think the original Broadway cast recording was 2015 was when it came out. That's the original off Broadway production too. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. So it would have been around there. It, it it didn't open in the Richard Rogers. That just became its home. Oh, okay. It premiered off Broadway on February 17th, 2015 at the Public Theater in Lower Manhattan. Gotcha. And its several month engagement was sold out. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was sold out every for single years. show. For years. Yeah. Like to the point three where three or four years. Uh Lynn Manuel Miranda was passing out free tickets to people that couldn't afford them. Well, they had a lottery. Also. Yeah, they were doing a, the oh, what was ham it for ham. Yeah, ham for ham. Yeah, yeah. I never got to see it, but no, I listened I to it either. a lot. I saw the the movie, which was basically it was just, just a stage production. The stage production. Yeah, it was just a recorded stage production. Yeah, that was excellent as well. And that that is probably the closest that a musical production has gotten to be like a blockbuster movie type thing like i know it's sure. on streaming yeah but it's the closest of musical production just recorded i think has gotten to movie status because a lot of people watched hamilton yeah i found a bootleg copy of it before that came out and saw it yeah you sent that to me yeah i did it wasn't it wasn't great quality <laughs> it wasn't was not. wasn't excellent quality there was a few uh back seat like the backs of seats sections where they were hiding from security or something but but one of one of the great. biggest things about Hamilton that where a lot of musicals you could if you just listen to the soundtrack you get all of it like there's not a yeah. lot of non musical shit going on there isn't yeah 
like some other shows, you get the music and you're like, oh, I get, I think I get the story from this. And then if you see the show or if there's a movie of it, you're like, oh, what's all this filler that I didn't know? Yeah, existed? right. Yeah. But Hamilton, Hamilton I, I feel like Hamilton, one. it's all there. Like all the meat is there. Yeah. I knew Hamilton was going to be the first one picked. And, uh, and on I kind of just it I kind of just assumed that you were going to have the first pick and you were going to take Hamilton. So I was like, OK, and I would have. But I feel like because I have the first, I have to just take it for value sake alone, even if I don't know if I could say it's my favorite musical anymore. Like it was for a while because I was super mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. And I, st- I still think it's it's unreal. But there was a point, And I think this is even toned down. There was a point where so many people were into Hamilton and talking about it and they've never listened to another musical. I was kind of just right. getting annoyed. I was just yeah. like, there's uh, there's more out there. You, you like you you like musicals? Oh, you can't say that if you like one. Right. I mean, I guess you can. Right. Who am I to gatekeep what you're listening to? True. But if you say, "Oh, I love Broadway." Oh yeah, what do you like? Hamilton? Oh yeah, what else? Nothing? Hamilton. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It just I don't know. And I'm that also makes me feel like kind of an elitist musical guy and I'm right. not because I don't know half of the things that Oh yeah. I know real musical fans who are like super into Broadway and I am not that level. I just yeah. I like what I like. Cat is going to be upset with our picks because we're not going to know the deep cuts that she knows. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even going to say I, I, there's a couple on mine that may be considered deep to some people who aren't into Broadway. Sure. But I bet you if you're even like remotely into Broadway, my cut, my my picks will even be like, yeah, you're so basic. Yeah, they liked it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So my pick is yeah. Hamilton Scott. My first All right. Pick. What's your first pick? I kind of think I know, but do you I'm not sure? I don't think you do. I think you might have it mistaken. Uh, my first pick is going to be Rent. Okay. Um, 525,600 minutes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Idina Menzel. Yep, Idina Menzel. Uh, actually, I got into Rent just from the from the movie first. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Emily and I watched the movie almost every Christmas time. Uh, we sing along to it. We bought the movie soundtrack. We're listening to it in the car all the time, singing mm-hmm. along to it in the car all the time. And then I came across the Broadway soundtrack. Okay. And there's so many more like songs and, and stuff in it. And then um, there's a different um, Mimi. So Rosario Dawson in the movie. Yeah. She was not in the original Broadway cast. Uh, they had somebody else, so that threw me off a bit. Um, but I think most of the original Broadway cast was in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, Anthony which... Rapp was both. Yeah. Idina Menzel, obviously. Yep. The reason that the Broadway musical has so many more songs is because it can't be touched. It's one of those things because the guy died opening night or like Jonathan the day Larson. before opening night. Yeah. And ugh, I there there's some fat. Like it, it, it should have been cut up. Like there, 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 there is some, and he would have made honest, changes, but because he's not around, we, nobody else can make changes. There's two of the most cringy parts of any musical I've ever listened to yeah. in this musical. That is my my number one pick. The Maureen mooing part, I can't stand, <laughs> and then Mimi saying uh, goodbye, love, and then saying hello, disease. oh god that part just grates on me because i mean we've at the end of the show really yeah and we we all know that you know aids and it's all a big part of the play you don't really need to go you don't have to be that blatantly obvious with it we kind of got the gist of it but i love rent i love like the more modern style i mean it came out in 96 so it's more rock rock centered more guitar uh, driven a little yeah. more guitar driven i love just i i i think the topic needed to be brought up and thrown into the faces of certain people uh because an entire group of uh the population were dealing with something that was killing them off and then like just the the inequality of of money being thrown around uh which still continues to be thrown around i i love the songs I love the voices. I love the performances. It's it's fantastic. It's a great, great musical. That is one that I had downloaded to listen to. And mm. then upon looking at the length of the Broadway musical, <laughs> because the you could listen to the, the movie soundtrack 
quickly. That's like an hour. Yeah, like, it's, you it's look at the quick. Broadway soundtrack, and it's like two hours, I think, close yeah. to two. Yep. And yeah, just to me, rent rent can be there can be some fat trimmed off that, and it could be cleaned up, tightened up, little things better here. But the, the joke that always gets me every time I think about rent is somebody said, "Pay your rent." Like the, <laughs> like the whole thing is the, these people just don't want to pay their rent, and we're yeah. not going to pay our rent. Well, it's everybody getting outpriced. Yeah, a hundred percent. I get it. But it's just like, oh, look at these kids that there's they they don't want to pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get it, but it, it's more they could have paid the rent had it stayed the amount it was before the rich came in and started buying up all the land and property. trim some fat and make that more <laughs> more out in the open. Trim some fat off it. Yeah. I, I like I like rent. Rent was one of those that I fought for years because even though it is a little more guitar driven, it does still have that show tune vibe here and there. I think it kind of had to in order to be what it was like as big as it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, There had to be some grounding in the musical like theater genre, but it like had a spine, you know? Yeah. I love it. One song glory is like one of my favorites. I, I just love the idea of wanting to write the perfect song to leave behind after you die. I would say that, it, I mean, the rent that the one that I sang when you mentioned it might be one of the most famous Broadway songs of all time. Oh yeah, I mean it's it is so popular that on the Office they parodied it. Parodied it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rent. It's huge. It's huge. It's I love Rent. It's good love pick. It. Uh, I kind of wish I no. I could have given you the first pick now because I still would have got Hamilton. Well, no, you would have taken Hamilton first. Pick. Uh, yes, first pick would have been Hamilton. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to my second pick. And I think I know what it is. I don't think you do. Oh, no. It is Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, it was not what I thought. <laughs> I think I know what you thought it was. And yeah, it is not Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Are you familiar at all, Scott? I am not at all. Let me just write you down the synopsis here real quick, then. Yeah. Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a rock musical. Okay. It, it's it was a book also, but the music and lyrics by Stephen Trask, book by John Cameron Mitchell. It follows Hedwig Robinson, a genderqueer East German singer of a fictional rock and roll band. Okay. The story draws on Mitchell's life as the child of a U.S. Army major general who once commanded the U.S. sector and occupied West Berlin. Wow. The character of Hedwig was inspired by a German divorced U.S. Army wife who was Mitchell's family babysitter and moonlighted as a prostitute at her trailer park home in Junction City, Kansas. Oh, wow. Okay. The music is steeped in the androgynous 1970s glam rock style of David Bowie, who co-produced oh. the Los Angeles production of the show. Really? As well as the work of John Lennon and early punk performers Lou Reed and Iggy Pop. Oh, man, I need to look into this. So it's basically this Hedwig has a botched sex change operation. Oh, no. So the angry inch is when they're doing the sex change operation, they leave an inch of the penis there, essentially. Oh, no. So that's the angry inch. Like, it's a gotcha. Bosch, it's a Bosch operation. It's wow. super rocky, but there's there's so much heart behind it. It's very powerful, especially, like, now. Mm. Like, with with all the trans stuff and all the trans oh, rights. Yeah. And the fact that it opened in 1998 talking about this. That's pretty... Off-Broadway in 98 seems yeah. crazy for this. Hmm. Uh, the main the when it got big, it was Neil Patrick Harris who was playing Hedwig. Oh, okay. So he yeah. does. He's the voice on the original cast recording that I listened to. I need to listen to that, and I think it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I need to check that out. That sounds interesting. I think it's the first time that I ever saw. Like we talked about how it seems like pandering when it, it's like heavy rock based. Yeah, I think it's the first time I ever had a rock musical where it didn't feel like pandering. It felt true to the form. It felt true to what was happening. It worked with it as opposed to guys, listen to this. It's great. Right. And it's just a guitar with show tunes over it. Uh, sure. Yeah. This yeah. felt like real songs. I mean, there's, there's a couple where it's like, Oh, okay. You know, this one might be a little, <laughs> might be a little more Broadway leaning. Right. And then it does get punky at times. Like there are okay. some actual punk tracks on it. So I highly recommend especially you loving yeah. Bowie and things like that. I think sure. you could really get into this, which now that I think about it, maybe because I love this musical, maybe that's why I liked the Bowie the record Bowie so record much. so much. Yeah. yeah. There's a definite possibility that I was thinking of Hedwig while that was happening. Huh? 
and, and it, it is disappointing that Hedwig is also the name of Harry Potter's owl. Okay. <laughs> so, but that does give it a whole different uh, a view. Yeah. So uh, when you tell somebody like, yeah, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, they're like, what? There's a musical about an owl? Harry Wa- Harry's Potter was an inch longer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love it, though. Big fan of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I highly recommend anybody who hasn't heard it, especially if you're into the, the glam rock stuff. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do it. It's fantastic. I love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. So, Scott, what's your second yeah. pick? And is your second pick the one that you thought was going to be my next pick? Nope. Okay. I think I think we're we're dancing around it, and I think we both know which one we're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But that one's actually kind of lower on my list. Yeah, same. Yeah. My second pick is the newsies musical okay the papers get the papers <laughs> get the papes uh, yeah no this is another one where i the the musical was based off of the disney movie that came out yeah what was it early 90s or something like that i loved that movie so much christian bale as a teenage newspaper salesman they do it's say like, papes too many times. They though. say papes all the time. Like there's literally one other letter. Throw one more letter in yeah. that full word. <laughs> yeah. But it's a whole other syllable. Yeah. I don't uh, know. But I I love it. I love Newsies. Um, and there's a through line from Rent into Newsies mm-hmm. being Santa Fe. There's there's Santa Fe songs in both those musicals. I do do love Newsies. Another like wealth inequality story for me, I guess, because they're taking advantage of these kids, the big uh, newspaper moguls, uh, instead of trying to get profits by selling more papers, they charge the newsies more per paper. So they get profits from them instead of from selling more. And then the newsboys go on strike. Uh, and it's all told uh, from a news reporter in the papers about the newsboys going on strike. And it's a greater story. And then there's love story. And then there's, you know, just a friend, just a brotherhood story. It's great. I love it. The The main lead, the main male lead in the musical is phenomenal. Yeah, he's fantastic. I'm, guess, I'm guessing you've watched the musical on Disney+. Plus. No, they, they have... have the stage productions on Disney Plus. Oh shit, I need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I need to I need to see that for sure. He's he's excellent. It's got to be somebody different than the actual Broadway cast guy then. Jeremy Jordan is the original Broadway cast Jack. Um and his voice is amazing. I think it is the same guy. It came out 2017 on like the the stage movie type thing. Okay. But yeah, uh, fantastic. Like I said, I love the whole story. I love the the songs, the attitude, the fake accents. You love them saying papes. I love papes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just a it's a great story. I love the music. Uh, it's yeah, it's fantastic, man. I really really enjoy it. I like Newsies a lot. It's just weird though. It didn't even pop in my head as an option. No, like it didn't even pop. Was it the Disney thing or like it was previously a movie thing? No, I just mean, I didn't even I don't even think about Newsies. And I just Uh, watched it. I just watched it probably like five, six months ago because I was on I was on N on Disney Plus. So I watched the movie. So you watched the musical back to back. Right. And I had I was not familiar with either before then, by the way. Oh, you weren't. And I was not. I watched it when it came out. At In 92? Least... The movie came out in 92. Yeah, it had to be. So I would have been 10. <laughs> yes. I imagine it was probably a Disney Channel show first. Like, movie first. Probably. And at the time, we were getting it, like, for free, like, one weekend out of every month or something like that. Okay. And I think I probably... <laughs> I recorded it on a VHS. Yeah, boy bootlegging it myself so i could watch it later on and yeah loved it i still love it i think we we watched it with lucas like last year or something like that and when we were when i was talking about doing this draft i told him that it's super high on my list like i'm i'm fucking getting it he's like i don't remember it i was like oh shit we need to watch it then 
<laughs> let's let's get on it because you need to know this. Yeah, and we, we almost watched it last night, but we watched Wayne's World instead. Oh, just a much better musical. And for my next pick, Wayne's World Two. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, my next pick though, I am going to get a little more recent. Pick number three. Pick number three. It's not. It's not currently on Broadway, but okay. that's because it got shut down with the COVID nineteen oh, pandemic. Oh, and it never came back. So it played its final show in twenty twenty. Okay. But it opened in 2017, I believe. Well, that's not a bad run, though. That's still pretty decent. It is the musical stage adaptation oh. of the teen drama comedy Whoa. written, written <laughs> by Tina Fey. What? It is the Mean Girls musical. Mean Girls? I was unaware. Have you watched the movie Mean Girls? I have not, because that that passed me. Yeah, no. it would have been... It would have been... <laughs> you. I want to look at when this came out because I, it's one of my favorite movies. Like the, I, I it's, love. It's one of your favorite movies. I love Mean Girls. It came out in 04. Yeah, I was. No. Yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah, I was fourth year of college. Yeah, I was fourteen in love with Lindsay Lohan. Oh yeah. So it was just like, let's go. Like this is perfect. Right. And I've I've always loved Mean Girls. When I found out there was a Mean Girls musical, I had to listen to it immediately. <laughs> It's true to the movie. Like the okay. story is true to the movie. The songs are excellent. Who whoever they casted, I I I wasn't aware. Like I didn't know who any of them were at the time. Mm-hmm. All fantastic. The songs are great. It's funny. Which if if you make a musical that can make me laugh and that I actually think's funny, it takes a lot because yeah. a lot of theater comedy isn't my comedy. Sure, it's like broader almost. Like there's just it's too too open if that makes sense so when i'm actually laughing at a song and there is another musical that i may end up taking that does this also but many years before this one Mm -hmm. i'm i'm so in and the fact that i loved mean girls the movie and then the music was great and the the songs are great it just made it perfect for me mean girls the movie itself did not have a musical aspect okay no songs at all so it's just a musical based off of the story of Mean Girls. Yes. Okay. And it, it's and the music style is almost like show toony, but okay, it's in like comedy show toony, and they do it in like a tongue in cheek way, also where it's it's kind of meta, where they kind of mention that they're talking and singing at times. Okay. Like they're like, hey, this is my solo, like things like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, it gets a bit synthy and rocky at times, but only for dramatic effect. I love this the, the source material. The only hang up is there is like one or two really cringy attempts at like musical hip hop. Oh, okay. Like really like what are we doing, guys? Especially maybe pre-Hamilton it could have been accepted. Oh, sure. Oh, but it was after Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after you see what Hamilton can do and how hip hop can be used properly Ooh. in a musical, there's a couple times I was like, oh, oh boy. But it's 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 show tunes, but poppy, a little more modern. If you love the Mean Girls movie, please check out the musical. I love it. I wish I could have saw it on on Broadway. I hope it comes back at some point because I would be very interested in seeing it. So Mean Girls. Mean Nobody Girls. had that coming on. No, Nobody. I had no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. So third pick, Scott. Um, Are you going to continue down the road of singular named things? Is it going to be one word again? No, it's two. Okay. It's two. Uh, This one is one I have seen in person uh, at a community. Like I've never, like we said previously, never been to Broadway. I think I may have seen a big production or two in Detroit, but this one I saw a community theater production of it and loved it. It is Sweeney Todd. The demon barber from the, Fleet Street. Yeah, exactly. It I think it first debuted in 79. Old, yeah. Yeah. This is this is the oldest one that uh that we've talked about so far. Yeah, I think my first my first taste of it was a community theater production of it. And then the Johnny Depp film came out. Yeah. Well, it it was a it it was it was what it was. People people still love that movie, though. There are still people that love that movie. I, I haven't watched it again in a long time. I remember liking it enough. 
when the movie came out, I was in a very heated anti Johnny Depp time in my life. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what made it happen. I, I was think, just going to ask why you you were like that because I think that it came out. The movie came out in 07. So I think okay, that yeah. was around the height of everybody saying that Johnny Depp was like the best actor of all time. Well, that was like after three or four of the Pirates movies, right? That's what I mean. Like yeah. he's putting out kind of these uh, mediocre <laughs> Pirates movies. I didn't think any of them were exceptional. That's I, just my I loved view. the first one. I love the first one so much. But I just I was like that. He, is, is he the great actor? And then I would think of Edward Scissorhands. He'd be like, he just plays a kooky character. And then I thought about <laughs> yeah. uh, Crybaby. I, I love like, Crybaby. Okay. And then I thought about Chalk a lot. And I was like, that movie kind of sucked. And I was just going through all the Johnny Depp in my head. And everybody telling me how great he was. And I was like, he's just, he's fine. And I was anti Johnny Depp. So I didn't sure. see Sweeney Todd. Oh, and then speaking of things that Office parodied, didn't they also yes. parody Sweeney Todd? Yeah, they sure did. Or they didn't parody it. Parody it. He's they in just a did Sweeney it. Todd production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my through line from Newsies, into, or no, from Rent into Sweeney Todd. Both show up in The Office. Uh, um, for those of you who don't know, Sweeney Todd is a story about a barber uh, whose wife gets kind of stolen from him he goes and is part of the army comes back a changed man his wife has been yeah taken by uh, an upper echelon type person judge and he comes back and becomes a murderous barber whose bodies end up in meat pies uh, <laughs> uh mrs lovett's meat pies uh who whose bake shop is below the barbershop and uh it's an ingenious way to get rid of murdered people feeding them back to themselves and hijinks ensue not really hijinks it's it's kind of terrible hijinks <laughs> uh the the twist the end is fun i love it I, the production was great. I mean, I, I imagine the Broadway production is phenomenal if the community theater production was great. And uh, I love the songs. You know, it, it's a Sondheim musical. So, like, big name in Broadway. I love it. I love the story. It's so demented and twisted. And, yeah. Some of those songs are really good. I've heard a couple of the songs. And some of those songs are really good. I think I could get into the show and I think I could even get into that movie now that I don't, I'm not anti Johnny Depp anymore. Yeah. Not that I'm pro Johnny Depp. I just don't care either way, to be honest with you. A Little Priest is amazing. The song is about eating people in pies and what the pies would taste like with different people in them. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Good shit. Yeah. I don't know if I saw Sweeney Todd coming off the board, although it makes sense. I could see, I, yeah, I could definitely see uh, you being super. Into I mean, it's, Todd. it's me. <laughs> so for my fourth pick. Yeah. Man, I still got all my shit on my list that I want. So now I'm I have so many on my list still too, because I planned out like, I planned out like 10 just because yeah. I thought we'd have a little more overlap, but I, I planned out seven that I wrote down kind of thinking that you weren't going to get near any of them. And then I still had those other ones. Like, I don't even have a Hamilton on my list because I figured if I yeah. get it, I get it. If I don't, that, I don't. There's some I have off my list that I knew you would take, but haven't taken. All right. I'm going to take this one. Number four. And number four. This is, I think, the one that got me into musical musicals. Okay. Like, I wasn't into that show tune sound at all. Sure. Until I listened to this. I, I probably listened to this the first time also on vinyl like i probably spun the original oh, wow. cast recording on vinyl and i was like this is amazing i've okay. never seen the show i don't i have <laughs> no idea what the show is but it is 1975's music by marvin hamlish he got winner it is a chorus line a chorus line and it's show tunes but it's like funny also Okay, okay. It's set on a bare stage of a Broadway theater. It centers on 17 Broadway dancers auditioning for spots on a chorus line. Okay. And then a chorus line provides a glimpses into the personalities of the performers and the choreographer as they describe the events that have shaped their lives and their decisions to become dancers. Oh. And there's moments where, and I mean, by the way, it came out in 1975. So some of these lines, I could imagine them probably getting fined for. 
Like in 75, there's a line like, I'm going to have the boys coming in their pants. Oh, Jesus. 1975, <laughs> Scott. 75. <laughs> That's wild. The one song you would know from it probably would be One Singular Sensation. Oh. That's Chorus yeah. Line. Okay. That, that was the, the monster hit from Chorus Line. Sure. But when I think Broadway musical, when I think musical, Chorus Line is always the first one that pops in my head. Wow. Like, you know how I said Newsies doesn't even, like, didn't even yeah. register. When I when we first said Broadway, I just thought, oh, Chorus Line. And I, I didn't know if I was going to pick it, but I re-listened to it, and I absolutely love it. It's adult, but it sounds like old school show tunes. I, I, I do. I love Chorus Line. I don't know if this is a hot take, because all I know is that wow. I listen to the vinyl. I don't know what the show is like. Sure. But there, there is there is a bit of talking within tracks on the uh, on the, the the soundtrack. So like you okay. get the story with the songs. Oh yeah, but I love it. I really do. It, it's it feels coming of age, but it's also like just coming of career almost. Like okay. it's just trying to make it. Sure. It kind of falls in line with your newsies, I guess. Just trying yeah. to make a living out here. Hey man. But I guess it. I guess this one's also meta because it's a Broadway play about, about Broadway plays. Yeah. Wow. All right. Wow. I didn't know I was that I didn't know I was that Look meta. Look at you. Didn't yeah. know I was that meta. Uh yeah, I I another one. I reckon I I I recommend listening to chorus line. Okay. Because it, it will feel like that old style musical, but then you'll get those little moments of I'm gonna make the boys come in their pants. You're like, what? <laughs> You're gonna what now? What's happening? I had to have heard that wrong. And that's what happened. The first time I spun it, I heard that. I said, No. <laughs> no way. And then like picked up the needle, rewound a little bit. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah, we said. That's what she said. That's what she said. And revisiting this week, I realized how much I do love it and how much I could not go without putting it on my list. Yeah. Which only makes my final pick gonna be even harder because now uh, I have five things that I have to choose between for my final pick. We can and do so. don't don't say it. We're not going more than five. No, so. no, I was saying like honorable mentions. We could just okay. say yeah. I thought you were about, oh, we could do 15. <laughs> you're, you're no, always, I, know, I know how much you love that, but always no, trying to break saying, the rules. We can do honorable mentions. Okay. So All my right. fourth pick, chorus line. Scott, what do you sure. got? My fourth pick debut premiered off off Broadway in 1982. Off off, okay. It is the horror comedy rock musical Little Shop of Horrors. When we were talking about this, you, we mentioned Little Shop of Horrors. I know. Yeah. I wish we had it. Uh, at the time when we mentioned it, I wasn't thinking about having it on my list. Okay. But I listened to it this week, and man, do I love it! It's fantastic. It. Follows a florist shop worker who finds a uh, unique plant yes. that came down from the unit from outer space, fed it some blood, and it started growing and uh, started eating people and wanted to take over the world. And there is a sadist, evil dentist. The music is fantastic. It's very doo wop and like early Motown stuff. I love the song. Uh, Skid Row, like down on Skid Row. Almost every song is an absolute it's crusher. So good. All the songs are great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, even like the prologue, like the doo-wop beginning. Um, yeah, pop you up, little shop of horror. Yeah. Oh man, I still so sing good. that to this day. Yeah, like I would. I was listening to it this week and just couldn't stop. Like smiling at work yes. which is a unique thing for me but it yeah the, i mean the story's like just completely out there and mm -hmm. it's fantastic and another instance where uh i've seen a high school production of it and the way they did audrey 2 was fantastic <laughs> in a high school production it was yeah. amazing i just absolutely love it i love it when the dentist gets fed to the plant I mean, he's such a dick. What a perfect example of a dentist. <laughs> but um, him getting high on nitrous mm -hmm. and then dying and being fed to the plant is always hilarious to me. And yeah, it's it's just great. What a great musical. And I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, after seeing the movie first, which is like, that's why in my head, I thought the movie was first. Yeah, I never looked into it. But the movie is so good that Rick it Moranis almost... as Seymour 
you man, almost, I love Rick Moranis. Like there's there's few times where a musical will be turned into a movie, even the even a musical movie, and it's just clearly a ripoff. But it feels like one of its own thing. Like they really did it correct, where that movie yeah. feels so much like its own movie. So I think the songs are what does it. The song holds it up so much. Yeah, the, the movie came out in '86. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, the songs just so so good, so good. Dude, such a banger! Yes, well, I love that. I love it. Yeah. They're all they're all excellent. All those songs. I don't know if there's a I don't know if there's a loser in those songs. Uh, I didn't revisit it this week, so I'm not sure. I d- I didn't come across one that I didn't like. Okay, the Audrey song somewhere that's green isn't a banger, but I mean it it's necessary for the for it. Yes, because it you have to have something that grounds you a little bit yeah so it's not such an out of this world type story but yeah it's just it's great i'm on my final pick now you are on your final pick <laughs> and i don't know what to pick like there's some, there's a couple that i want there's yeah. one that i feel like i need to take for value alone at this point i literally have three and i'm upset that there's two of them that i haven't taken yet because i feel like you're gonna grab them i don't know if i am there's a possibility still but I at least one of them i have five <laughs> that I want. <laughs> like then, I said, our honorable mentions will be ones that we get. Yeah. Th- I feel like I need to take this one for value alone. Like Don't I, do I got, it to me. <laughs> I got Hamilton for value. So I feel like I can get this one for value because th- again, I guess in addition to course line, when I think of musical, this is what I think of. Okay. It's, it's been sampled everywhere. All right. None other than Jay Z has sampled this thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Where I you're gotta at. take Annie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's it's an absolute classic. It is, and the soundtrack has two crushers back to back with Hard Knock Life and Tomorrow back to back. It's a Hard Knock Life. I mean, I I think Annie might be one of the most known musicals of all time. So I, I don't know if so. we need to sit here and talk about it. I wanted I wanted to say it's like a tale as old as time, but like, did Annie create the tale? Like, <laughs> is that like the like the poor kid getting adopted by like rich is that like was that an like Annie that, creation that from Annie I yeah I don't yeah, know I don't know because it's been around for forever forever yeah I didn't like musicals as a kid or a teen but somehow mm. Annie slipped through that like I, okay. I enjoyed Annie like the movies and well let's just be real they probably made like six movies of this thing right there's at least been two. a bunch of there's a at bunch least of versions two yeah. or three yeah but I mean, hard knock life, undeniable. Yeah, tomorrow, would, undeniable. like you said, Jay Z even sampled it. Yes, come on now. Yeah, yeah. And even the even like the deep cuts on Annie, I think, are solid. It's it's definitely that like Broadway Broadway sound though. Like it sounds like old Broadway. Yeah. Where, oh know, yeah. They're just out there belting for no reason. Right. But I love Annie, and I had to get it for the value alone. So my first and last pick were value-based, even though I do love them, but they were <laughs> yeah. both value-based. I couldn't yeah. leave Annie there. Were you going to get Annie if I didn't get Annie? No. No, okay. that wasn't one. I have I have three other ones that I'd like. I'm looking at my list, and I'm, I think one of the four I have left you might be interested in, but I couldn't see you interested in the other two. Okay. So, Scott, please, give me your last pick then so I can see if it's one I got on my list. I uh, man, I'm I'm still I'm I literally have three that I could pick, but we're gonna start this draft off with a Lin Manuel Miranda, and we're gonna I, say I, when we were talking one. about rent. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with In the Heights. Okay, I actually wasn't planning on picking it, but I like the bookend test we're doing here. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, In the Heights, I wanted to get into before the movie came out. Okay. Uh, I couldn't find the soundtrack to stream anywhere. Okay. I would have had to purchase it. And I wasn't, I don't know Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at some of these titles and I was like, Pansia Fe, what? Alabanza? I don't know any of these. So I, I kind of gave up on it. Uh, and then I found a few clips on YouTube of Lin-Manuel Miranda actually being in it. Okay. And it's fantastic. Uh, and then the movie came out and we loved the movie. Listen to the soundtrack all the time when it came out. I haven't listened to it in a while, but went back and listened to the original Broadway cast recording of it or off Broadway, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, and it's it's fantastic. It's really good. Even if you don't speak Spanish, after seeing the movie and knowing where these songs fall in the story, I can picture it now. Okay. So I can get the story without understanding the language. Uh, before that, I wouldn't have been able to. But it's a great story. Really, really enjoy it. The music is really good. Lin-Manuel Miranda is, I think, a musical genius. I, he's just phenomenal. The Spanish might be what deterred me also. After mm. him, after I got into Hamilton and I was like, oh, yeah, Lin-Manuel, I listened to the soundtrack of, yeah. of In the Heights. And it, I was good. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really need this. I got Hamilton. Uh, this is fine. This isn't, this isn't something I'm into though. And it never really did anything for me. I haven't watched a movie. Oh, okay. I've heard nothing but good things about the show, and I've heard uh, the people who loved Hamilton, who then went to watch the In Heights movie, did not like the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. That's just, just don't you know what I've got off some of those people. Sure, I liked it. I think it's good. That is our draft there, Scott. So before we get into honorable mentions, let me run it down. Sure. I had the first pick. I took Hamilton, Hedwig sure and the did. Angry Inch, Mean Girls, A Chorus Line, and Annie. Yep. And you took Rent, Newsies, Sweeney Todd, Little Shop of Horrors, and In the Heights. I feel yeah. like this is a fairly rounded out draft. Like we didn't I think get, we, we did pretty go, good. We didn't go too new school. We didn't go too old school. I feel like we did pretty all right. I think I I think it's respectable. So let's go rapid fire back and forth. Scott, sure. what, what's one on your list that you really wanted to get? Well, Stand I guess, hold on. Before yeah. before we hit that, let's yeah. go the one that we both danced around and didn't choose. Yes, we sure did. And it's so funny. Neither of us choose it. Dear Evan Hansen. It. Yes, for which, sure. When it came out, absolutely we, loved it. Oh, man, we were both about it. I, I had a I had a big fall off from that. Like, it was a drastic fall off. It, um... And I heard yeah. the movie was horrible. I didn't watch the movie. We watched it. And? And, yeah. It's bad. Man, it's... I don't want to say it's bad. Yeah. It's just not... What it should have been. I, not, I didn't like it as much. Okay. Like, I liked it in my head more. That's... Yeah. Um, I, I think didn't... even seeing the trailer of the movie made that happen to me. Because I was yeah. like, that's not at all how those songs in my head were. Right. <laughs> I think that's what it was to me too and then uh you know what it probably is because when you listen to the the music of dear evan hansen you put it in your head as if you're that kid growing up in your time frame so yeah. when you see it in a different time it feels so off because it's not your time right that's at least yeah. maybe what happened to me maybe i don't know it just didn't feel right okay but i mean it, it was still the same music it was still the same storyline yeah i think ben platt's incredibly talented he is he has an amazing voice he really really does his hair needed to be changed in the movie (laughs) (laughs) okay so rapid fire you said spam a lot spam a lot oh man i i have the biggest part of my heart belongs to monty python uh and eric idol came up with this musical and it it centers around my favorite monty python uh movie which is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I, if we had, I probably should have picked it for my fifth pick, my final pick. In the Heights was such a, just had to, I don't know why. <laughs> Man, it's so good. It's so funny. Always look on the bright side of life is like on my funeral playlist. Okay. It's a huge, huge song. Yeah, I absolutely love Spam a lot. Uh, my first rapid fire honorable mention would be the producers. Okay. It took 33, 35 years to get it from a movie to a musical. Oh, wow. Like it was a movie written by Mel Brooks. Yeah. And then 30 plus years later, a guy convinced him to turn it into a musical. Oh, man. And then we had the the amazing Nathan Lane. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And Matthew Broderick as the key roles. That's right. Anybody that doesn't know what the, what the producers is, it's they're basically Nathan Lane is going to scam these investors to put all their money forward for this musical and they're going to make they're going to write it as horrible as possible like it's going to be about hitler and like bad caricatures (laughs) about the gays and it ends up being a hit so their whole plan goes out goes out the window yep and it's hilarious it's funny now i did find out this week revisiting this it's hard listening to this loudly in your car in public (laughs) because the songs springtime for hitler heil hitler (laughs) 
<laughs> not great when you're riding through a parking lot. Not great at all. Oh no. But I I do love producers and if it wasn't for Annie, producers probably would have been the next one. Yeah. So what do you got next? What's your next honorable mention? Uh Les Mis. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Uh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in the movie. That's the only that's the only experience I've had with Les Mis. So I couldn't really pick it as proper for me. Yeah. Um, but I I loved the movie adaptation. Uh the music again. Uh, really good. More of the, of course, the the more old school musical style music centers around. Isn't it the French Revolution? The movie was really good, and Hugh Jackman in the movie, uh, phenomenal voice. Yeah, I Un- think, unexpectedly phenomenal voice. I think if you and I were more Broadway heads, I think yeah. Les Mis would have went. Probably. I think I think Les Mis is considered like one of those uh, like greatest of all time. Yeah, I not being as big into Broadway as I, I don't know that I should be, but not as big as I could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one didn't get on the list proper. <laughs> My next honorable mention is uh, all written music and lyrics by Cindy Lauper. Oh, it what? is it is Kinky Boots. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. The the music ranges from like slow folky to almost electro pop disco to some more classic sounding show tunes to some more rock driven stuff. Billy Porter's in it. His vocals are amazing. Billy Porter is an incredible singer. All the songs work like I I know I explained like four different genres there. Yeah, (laughs) but they they all work together. And it really makes me realize how talented Cyndi Lauper actually is. Like, it's not just girls just want to have fun. Like, she is an unbelievable artist. Yeah. The story is based on the, the 2005 British film Kinky Boots. Inspired by true events, it tells the story of Charles Price. He inherited a shoe factory of his father. He forms an unlikely partnership with cabaret performer and drag queen Lola to produce a line of high-heeled boots and save yeah. the business. I-, I think it's great. And yeah. you don't even have to be a Cindy Lauper fan to enjoy it, although that's kind of what got me to go into it initially. Is sure. I was like, yeah, Cindy Lauper, let's check this out. And then I was I was surprised. Do I kind of wish Cindy Lauper did some of the songs, like sang them? Oh, like yeah, little. wasn't it? Yeah. I did a little bit, but uh, Kinky Boots was on the short list. Let's put it that way. What's your next one, Scott? Uh, Into the Woods. Yeah, it's one that I experienced. I think I saw Emily's old high school perform it, and uh, they did a fantastic job of it as as well as you could in a high school production. Uh, and then I think the movie came out. Uh, with Johnny Depp as the big bad wolf. And yes. then uh, wasn't James Corden in it too? Probably. I think I, I'm not a huge fan of his, but uh, it was, it was good. Um, I like, I like the music. I like the stories. I like um, the different, uh, different stories blending into one kind of thing. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, I believe uh was it a Sondheim? Another Sondheim? I think so. I think so. My next rapid fire honorable mention is Hairspray. Okay. I love John Waters' weirdness, and mm-hmm. they they really brought that weirdness into the musical. It really translated well. I love the movie. The, the songs are funny. They're catchy. They're good. It's another thing we didn't mention. Nobody took Grease, which interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if that was a Broadway thing or not. Yeah, there's fun Grease like songs, but uh-huh. to me, Grease is overplayed. So Hairspray is kind of my Grease because okay, in to me, Grease is overplayed. Like if I hear a Grease song, I'm like, oh, really? I, I, I'm hearing a thing again. I can't Grease. <laughs> I can't. A couple that I was worried about taking because I thought you were going to fight me on. I was going to take Mamma Mia. I I could have swore you were going to. I, it would have been my first pick. If I wasn't concerned, and then I had fucking eight other ones I wanted to take. <laughs> but I love Ma- I love ABBA, Mamma yeah. Mia. The movie's amazing. I've obviously never seen the musical show. I would love to. I would love yeah. to go see the musical, uh, the, I, the stage production. I just saw Cat, uh, uh, my goddaughter. She was just in a production of it, and she did amazing. And those, those songs were so fantastic. Good. Those songs are so good too. Yeah, the songs are undeniable. That that's that whole Swedish song factory that was happening Man, around that time. It's legit, unreal. Yeah, unreal. Ah, uh, what was the other one? There was Ch- one other one. Chicago was, was one I was thinking of picking. Chicago. 
And then I just had one in my head and now Fiddler on the roof. I, I revisited I revisited Fiddler this week. Did you? And realized that I'm I I may enjoy it, but I think I don't even know where I'm going with this. I think it <laughs> it doesn't hit me right because I don't know all that history. Because okay. Fiddler is a lot about like Jewish history and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it all hit me the way it should have. But right. I like it. If I was a rich man, even Gwen Stefani took that shit. Yeah. Come on now. You got the two greats sampling musicals. You got Jay-Z and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Gwen Stefani. You got the two greats. Right. Uh, West Side Story was another one. Scott, as you know, if you're a jet. You're a jet all the way. You're a jet all the way. That's 100%. Uh, I've, I've seen it performed at least twice uh, by different high schools. Uh, it's all over the place, but yeah. it's just Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, the other jukebox musical I thought of was Rock of Ages. I thought you might have Rock of Ages. I thought you might snag that thing up. But isn't that like... It's a 80s? jukebox musical. It's just a bunch of 80s rock music. But like Bon Jovi and shit? I think. That, yeah. That's not, that's not me. Let's look at the let's go along the uh let's look at the track list here. Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna read the the artists. Go for and it. And then if you want the song, you could have the song. Sure. It looks like some of these are medleys too. So just remember. Oh that. yeah. Yeah, right. So the first opening opening the the, the show is <laughs> Quiet Riot, David Lee Roth, and Poison. Oh man, no. Heading into Night Ranger. <laughs> Jesus. Starship and Sticks. Oh, that might be all right. Twisted Sister. Yeah. Extreme, Mr. Big, and Warrant. My God. Foreigner. <laughs> bon Jovi. That you lost Another me Foreigner. Yeah, Foreigner. White Riot and Twisted Sister. Man. Quarter Flash and Pat Benatar. Jeez. And White Snake. Yeah, that's not. I'm not that. That's first act. Let's head into <laughs> act two, shall we? <laughs> that's first act. I thought that was the whole thing. No, that's first act. <laughs> oh, God. Act two, Europe and Starship. Oh man! Journey and Twisted Sister. Okay. Damn Yankees. Joan okay. Jett and the Blackheart and Asia. Oh Jesus! Pat Benatar, Ario Speedwagon, Poison, Ario Speedwagon, Steve Perry, Survivor, Sticks, and of course, Scott. You have to end it with Journey. Don't yeah. stop believing. Of course, of course. The original role of the Los Angeles cast was Chris Hardwick playing the the lead. By the way. Oh wow! Really? It feels real weird. That is really weird. And apparently, he did great though. He had a he had he has a great voice, which I didn't know. I... <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's it. I'm sure there's a that's lot it. we missed out on. I'm sure people are going to be upset that we didn't probably pick there because it is such a broad category. Yeah, there's but so much. If you're into it, you're into it. If you're not into it, you probably don't know what we were talking about half the time. That's a possibility too. Like I'm going to say, Hamilton, Annie, yeah. Rent, probably Sweeney Todd, and Little Shop of Horrors are the ones that would be the most known. They're 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 all pretty big. Yeah. All right. So uh Scott, record of the week, I guess. We haven't been going long enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh my record of the week this week is Jason Isbell and the 400 unit reunions. Uh I think I messaged you last week saying that I just finished watching the documentary about Jason Isbell. <laughs> yes. And dove deep into his discography and ended up getting into like a country vibe of a okay. week it was it was wild uh i haven't been on a country kick for a long time but uh man that that doc did it for me i i loved the record uh i ended up buying it it's fantastic i really really enjoyed really enjoyed it now i'm looking into some other stuff that uh him and the band have done and they actually have a new record coming out in like june that i pre-ordered uh so wow. yeah you dove in i did i did um but yeah i really enjoyed it, it really down-to-earth songwriting he has a song about his daughter growing up and it just killed me good stuff what was the re your record of the week my record of the week is an observation of grief by the band cultist okay and uh, I, I guess it's more of an ep it's seven tracks 22 minutes oh yeah that's an ep it's strange because I'm pretty sure they're like ultra Christian deathcore. Oh, so like before a breakdown, it'll, it'll be like in the glory of God. And then just the craziest fucking breakdown you've ever heard in your life. Oh, and I love it. And yeah. it, it took me a while because the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, oh, hold on. And I was like, wait, I listen to satanic shit all the time. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't believe in that. So we did a whole I, month of satanic shit. I can enjoy the hell out of this band. Now, <laughs> like their logo doesn't look like they would. They're they're that. Like nothing looks like that. But it really it also spiked that little bit of my head where I remembered all that, uh, like mid thousands Christian like hardcore. And I was like, yeah, let's get back into this. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I can't find like they don't have like a Wikipedia or anything because they're not like super big yet. Okay. But I'm pretty sure they're like Christian. Okay. Based on the songs. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm hearing them wrong. Who knows? Well, in the glory of God. Bah! Yeah, it's I mean, and they're like their songs, like one of them's called like Preacher Two and things like that. Oh, that means there's a preacher one. All right. So all that's left is wait, who's giving you a record? You're giving me a record. Oh shit, I'm giving you a record. Yeah. All right. All that's left is for me to give you a record. It's true. So oh shit. Um what did I give you last time? The last record Cannibal you gave Corpse. me was, was Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. All right. So let's stick on a route of bands that we've talked about. We were going to touch that I haven't brought to you yet. Okay. This time it's not a Cannibal Corpse situation though, because you've listened to this band, just later shit of this band. Oh, all right. There's three albums I could bring you from these guys. Oh, but I'm going to bring you the one that I will revisit the most. Okay. The, the other two I love, but this one I will revisit the most. It is the album with Roots Above and Branches Below by The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. This was a soundtrack to when I was the fucking mosh warrior living. <laughs> the living pit king. When I was the fucking pit king, this is this was the record, man. This thing, this thing makes me still want to go off in my car today. Oh wow, okay. And I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, I know a little bit kind when did of you, what to I mean, expect. We're gonna we're going to talk about it on the on the show, but when what was the first one you listened to? Was it Zombie or was it After Zombie? Like Zombie was an EP, and then they had like Distant Transit Blues or something like that. Or was it? Oh no, I thought you said it was a very recent no, it, one. It wasn't was it? really recent. It yeah. was the Act from 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot different. That's a lot yeah. different because uh, Roots Above Branches Below. You have their discography up. I'm going to guess 07. That's Plagues. With roots above and branches 09. below is two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I could I could have brought you plagues, or I could have brought you uh, Gauntlet of Solitude. Gauntlet, uh, no. What's the one before plagues? Dear love, a beautiful discord. That's what it is. Gauntlet of yeah. Solitude is a song on that record. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm excited. All right, yeah, I've never seen this cover for roots above, uh, branches below. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it. I hope we talk about nothing but the fashion of the time. I want to talk about neon <laughs> monster tees. 2009's The whole episode. Oh, man. Just neon monster tees. I was out of it then. Yeah. I, I don't know that I was ever in fashion. I, I mean, there's difference. You you were definitely in a scene fashion. Like, you were wearing, uh, like, rat, no, not rag ones. You were wearing, the fuck's the term? The Gen grunge toes? shirt. The grunge shirt. Oh, like flannels? Flannel. Why couldn't I come up with flannel? <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah, you were wearing flannels around. You were you were all right. You were rocking. You were wearing silver chair shirts. I, I still am. Well, that, I mean, that's just what created though. Like the, the bands that you like, whatever designs they have on the shirts are yeah. kind of what was the design at the time. And your Devil Wears Prada's, your Data Remembers. It was all these like neon bright monsters yeah. and shit. And yeah. I fucking love it. I yeah. love it to no end. So Devil Wears Prada with Roots Above and Branches Below next week. Yeah. Tune in for that. Uh, Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Listen to all the Joyride Media podcasts. And thank you for listening to us. Yeah, thank you. Are you listening? Are you listening? 525,600 minutes down on Skid Row. It is disappointing that Hedwig is also the name of Harry Potter's owl. I can't grease. If I was a rich man, even Gwen Stefani took that shit. Get the pipes.